0: Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Brett, Ed, Fran, Johnny, Matt and Paul helping you to build more muscle and to lose weight with a hint of banter and a dash of humour. Enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast episode number 105 or 6. I can't remember because we're actually a few weeks ahead. So we are recording on, what's the date today? Sunday the 9th, nine. Nine. 9th, good thank you. Um, Whereas this will be out the following Sunday the 16th. So today, if you're listening, is Sunday the 16th. I wonder what happened in this week. Sometimes when we do this, and it's far ahead, I think, I wonder what I did this week. Probably not a lot, because I'm obviously a very boring individual. But um, yeah, episode number, possibly five or six. Um, We've got a super special guest on today, which we'll introduce in a moment. But we've also got a couple of other boring individuals, Ed and Johnny. Oh Hi. yeah. Hello boys. Hello. Alright. bud. but <laughs> right, bud. Right, we're going to struggle with accents today, I think. Um, with our guest as well. Because obviously she has an accent.
1: So you.
0: I have not got an accent. Wow. <laughs> That's no, alright, is this where Johnny comes out as Danny Dyer again? <laughs> right, right, son. We'll take you right down the muckers.
1: Oh, you, thanks. Right, okay. <laughs>
0: So there's the first profanity. It's taken all of 16 seconds or whatever this. Oh, how are you boys? Are you well? Yeah, very good.
1: good. It's sunny and it's been for a walk. That is marvellous. 19 degrees.
0: It's lovely. It's nice actually. It's mm. Actually, feels a bit like summer today.
1: A little bit.
2: A little bit.
0: What have you been doing, Ed? Keep
1: it. Short. Uh...
2: I, I don't think I've been on since I've been back from a holiday. So I've been on holiday.
0: All right, you've got been 2 to, minutes. To, you've got 2 minutes to tell us about your holiday. Come on.
2: I've been to lovely Mauritius for a friend's wedding. It was very nice. He got married on a little island. Um that was it. It was nice. There was eleven of us, like eleven mates there, and then obviously like his family and stuff. But eleven mates who I haven't really hung out with for more than an evening since university. So it was nice to just hang out and spend some uh, like a long period of time with them. Yeah. Now we all hate each other and uh, we never want to see each other again. So that's it.
0: Oh, lovely. You you uh, you went to the hotel I stayed at, I believe. Song, uh,
2: we is. stayed next door. Yeah, but you went to the hotel on Oh, so right? yes, yeah, yeah, the Zillwine right there. Yes, the Zilwa so that's what you meant. It's it's very nice. Upa, Mauritius. It's very enough, nice, isn't it? Do you know to Centre uh, Parks. You're in Mauritius. Unbelievable. Yeah, but it rained in Mauritius too, so I went all that way for
1: rain. Uh, wow. Oh, dear. Yeah.
0: Well, glad you're both well. Let's uh, not waste too much time, let's get our guest involved because uh, it can be quite awkward sitting there listening to three dudes tell us about the week. So um, today we have Lou Bang. Um, Shall we start, Lou? Do you want to introduce yourself? Well, basically, you can say whatever you want for people to know about yourself.
3: Especially now that I know that it's explicit and I can swear as much as I want, so that's fantastic.
0: I think we do need to agree Leave the C bombs until a bit.
3: Um... <laughs> I'll do my best. I'll do my absolute best. Um, yeah, Lou Bang. Um, originally from Denmark, which is why he mentioned the accent, I believe. But I think my accent is pretty subdued compared to what else. It's
0: not as um, bad, as
3: no. That's what I mean. Um, MNU, certified nutritionist, as of late, not long ago. Um, and I've been in the UK for about nine years now started my fitness journey about four years ago being a little poker the most of my life <laughs> um, and that's um that's about it about a year into an anxiety journey and uh, which came completely um not at the right time uh, but then again maybe it was at the right time um, and uh, I am founding my own company, Bang On Nutrition. So that's me, guys.
0: That's a great name. It is fantastic. Oh, do
3: you know what? There's so many in It's just yeah. endless.
0: Very. That's why it's a great name. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm never changing my surname. It's excellent.
0: No, well. um I hope that, to be fair, I was trying to come up with something quick, but it hasn't quite come to mind, but I hope you can, you can kind of find a, a guy with a really cool name that you could double barrel, like.
3: Yeah, well, one of my friends, I've just talked on to the fact that one of my friend's name, his surname is Beatty, now, unfortunately, he's already married, but if he wasn't, it could be Beatty Bang, you know? There's
0: got to be better ones than that.
3: Oh, Beatty Bang.
0: Yeah. I, oh, I don't like, know. I was thinking maybe like, um, <laughs> yeah, come on. there's I don't know. One doesn't spring to mind straight away, but there's got to be some, I'll, you, I'll, I'll come back to you halfway through once I've had some more time. To Brilliant. Think.
3: Okay. Come, I look forward
0: to that. Um, you mentioned obviously about a year into your anxiety journey. So journey, I don't know if that's the right word or the word you used, but, um, yeah. do you want to, do you want to talk about kind of what that means or how that came about?
3: Yeah, so I, what happened was um, last year, I believe it was it was October or November, I'd just been to an MNU u event, um, and you know yourself that they can be quite intense, like they are a lot, um, and I had a lot of stuff going on there. I worked full-time as well um, as a verification manager. So I had work going on and was trying to build up my business. I'd just done a photo shoot myself. And then I'd been to that event, and I came back, um, and then on that Sunday for all of the sudden, um, everything just went fucking tits up. My heart rate went from 60 to 150, and I couldn't see, I got heart flushed, and I couldn't breathe. So um, unbeknownst to me, that is what a panic attack is, Um, but obviously I thought I was dying, so I called an ambulance, um, and within that first week, I'd called an ambulance about f- five times, thinking I was dying. Wow. Um, but that was sort of the start of full-blown um, anxiety disorder um, that I've spent the last seven months um, getting better from.
0: That that, um, that must have been a scary. Feeling obviously to think to obviously believe generally that like it could be that bad that you that you're gonna like almost die in as you say. Did it happen like literally as you got back from the conference or as in? I
3: was no, so I was back and I did the the typical Louise Bang thing. You know, I got myself unpacked and I got everything sorted and very sort of in control of everything. And then I put a film on and it was I was literally just lying watching a film, laughing one second, and then the next second, just like in a flash, it just completely went out of control. Um, and I, I generally thought that was what a heart attack was like. Obviously, it's not, because it's exactly the opposite mm. um, of what a heart attack is like. Um, but it's the thing about panic attacks is that they can come out of nowhere where... You know you shouldn't be panicky at all. You know it's when you're out with friends or uh, just on a phone call with someone or just anything. Something will just trigger you, mm-hmm. and everything just goes completely, just insanity. You can't even can't even put words to how actually scary it, it is when it's a full blown attack.
0: Sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, do, do I mean do do you now have any idea as to kind of why that happened?
3: Yeah, I think so. I think it's one of those things that I think I've probably always had anxiety, but just been very, very good at masking it through control. You know, so uh, obsessive controlling behavior um, is actually a very good way of masking severe anxiety. We're talking, you know, obviously you've seen the way I took notes for Eminem, the way I planned a year in advance, the way in everything that i do is sort of scheduled and mm. color coordinated and you know all of these things you know oh. that is a good way of masking um anxiety
0: i remember you taking holidays like study holidays which i, I
3: took revision holidays yeah oh so cringy <laughs> but yeah i did
0: <laughs> it's organized
3: i know it is organized but at the same time i think it also really masked a lot of things that were sort of bubbling underneath. Um, And I think I've probably done that unbeknowing to me my entire life. And and I'm one of these people, you know, that I spend a lot of time ruminating, you know, so thinking about the past or I'm planning the future or I'm thinking about should I have said something different? What does people think about me doing that? So I'm never really, you know, fully present in what I'm doing at the moment and that definitely can bring about anxiety. You know how we go through our days and we start creating stories in our heads? Mm. You know, so you're thinking about a scenario and then before you know it, you're four years later down the line and you've created this completely imaginary scenario for some reason. I used to do that all the time. And Janice Lassings, I think he's doing it. He does
0: that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> that can really spur on um, anxiety as well it's a small thing like you said one thing and before you know it you've got an alternative um, story line that you've planned out and, and an hour of your day is gone um, and it think, it's things like that that I'm very good at doing um, which can really set off my anxiety so for me it's just really been about bringing it back to now
1: does
2: that make sense? Mm. So you you say uh, you had the panic attack after the photo shoot and after M um, and I swear I don't know whether I'm the only one who thinks this, not thinks this but thought this um, that you would have the panic panic attack prior to like a big event or something that's kind of worrying you or, 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 or um, that's on playing on your mind, opposed to afterwards where you would expect that kind of sigh of relief and that kind of then an unwinding process after you kind of got through whatever the the event was that you were worrying about?
3: I think it was an adrenaline drop, you know, so throughout three, four months, you've got a build-up of so many things, you know, doing things with my business, doing the photo shoot, doing this big event, and then when you come home, all of that is just released, and it's just a massive release of energy, um, and that probably is what spurred it on. You know, so, because whilst I was doing all of those things, I was too busy, I was too preoccupied to kind of um, zone in on how I was feeling or, you know, whether or not I was in control of what I was doing. And then all of a sudden, all of that just came to a stop. And that's why I think it came about the way that it did.
1: Sure. Here's a question for you. I know we briefly discussed it. So just make sure I, I word it correctly again. Go on. Uh, obviously, you've you've been through obviously anxiety and <clears throat> mental health is a large spectrum. It's not just depression. It's obviously a lot of stuff. Obviously, with social media and the news and all these things you do on Facebook, um, do you think people <clears throat> mistake having depression and things like that with just being a bit sad?
3: Yeah, I think, I, I see where you're coming with that and I think um, it, it has become a thing now to talk openly about these things and um, that is fantastic in itself, you know, the amount of people that's reached out to me after I started being a little bit open about it and telling me about how they're feeling, it's it's very easy to see who has generally got a disorder and who um, is just potentially a little bit down or maybe a little bit stressed. And good for those people because they can kind of nip it in the bud before it becomes something. But there is a very big difference between being sad and depressed and being stressed and having anxiety. They're, they're on the same spectrum, if you will, of mental health. But once one is like in the beginning phase, whereas the other is full-blown in the complete other um, end of the scale. And I think, like we were talking about before, I think there is a a little bit of popularity at the moment in terms of talking out about mental health and these kind of things, but I would much rather that too many people talk about it than nobody talking about it at all. Um, And I still think from the people that message me about mental health, I still think we're not even, you know, touching the surface. There's a lot of people that should have spoken out a long time ago. And even though they message me, they're never, ever going to address the problem. They're not going to get help. And they're not going to tell their families. And they are probably likely not going to get better because it means that they have to stop everything for a bit. You know, they have to... Maybe not go balls deep on business. Maybe they have to, you know, laughing again, and maybe they have to, you know, slow down and actually look after their mental health. And and that goes against what they're trying to achieve or this persona that they've built online, which people do. They build, they build this persona of who they are. I did the same thing, and then before you know it you've got to the stage where you think that's what people are expecting of you. So you have to keep it up and you have to keep it up and it just becomes more and more pressure and for them to then stop that and actually look after their mental health just seems completely, seems like an unachievable task.
1: Do you think people are scared of especially of family, if you've got someone like, I've got this issue, do you think people are scared of talking that openly? to people who are close to them, even though you'd think or oh, they're the closest to you. Like, if it was my situation, I would struggle to talk to people close to me.
3: Yeah. Yeah, what? I do think people struggle. I think, with speaking to men, I think with men, it's a lot of the vulnerability thing, and not coming across as a provider, or a protector, or someone strong enough to carry the load. Um, that they're meant to carry, and there is a concern there that if they open up and talk about it, they will lose um, some of the respect that they have, some of the just the way that they're being viewed by their family, friends, peers. Um, I think for women, um, a lot of the women that I've talked to, it's it's very much women who are in high power positions, um, management, corporate world. Um, or even, you know, high-ranking fitness, and feel like they need to come across a certain way, and that they can't afford to change how they're viewed now, because it would make everything fall.
2: Uh, how many fitness influencers, should we call them? Um, do you reckon have mental health issues? Like, if you put like a rough percentage on it, I, I, obviously it's a bit of a tough, uh, <laughs> tough thing to guess, but do you reckon a lot do, or...? Especially
3: be, being evidence-based and all. all. I, I think most do. And the reason yeah. why I say I, most I, I is because I've been so shocked, so completely dumbfounded with the people that reached out to me, that I would have never guessed that they were struggling. But my God, they struggle and I agree with you, I think most people, and I think it's this thing right, so you've got fitness um, and nutrition professionals who have landed themselves in a field where they want to help other people, you know, um, and they take enjoyment out of um, making other people feel better, getting them to reach their goals, making them mentally feel better but it's also an outlet for them not to have to work on themselves you know it's the same as how many nutritionists and fitness um, professionals who actually have really poor eating habits or struggle with emotional eating and binge eating and these kind of things that's high ranking as well Um, and I think uh, a lot of us are just very good at masking our own problems by
2: helping others do you it i was gonna say um I, I think a lot of people in the kind of the fitness space they they're coming to it because they've had issues themselves haven't they i know like when we yeah. first initially discussed this in our in our own triple n chat um and uh, we kind of came up with a few topic ideas to speak about and uh, I know, like, Fran chimed in and said that, uh, you know, she kind of got into fitness and stuff because of her own struggles with um, like, with everything she kind of went through. And that then got her into the fitness industry uh, because of documenting that and, and kind of coming through the mental health side, like the, the mental issues yeah. he had and, and stuff, and I think a lot of people do that, don't they? They kind of come into it either because they were overweight or um, because they've they've got eating disorders or disordered eating and stuff like that. Um, so, but and then on the flip side, I bet there's a lot of people who. Um, Come into it absolutely fine, and probably genetically are quite gifted, or um, you know, they're always that guy with the with the abs, or the guy with the big arms, or the the girl with the small waist, and or what have you. And I wonder how many of them have developed uh, mental health issues because of they've been put on that that platform and that pedestal, like like kind of how you were saying. Um, and I wonder how many people kind of go through the whole journey of being in the fitness industry without having any issues at all.
3: Yeah it would be interesting um, to know because I've spoken to people from all from the entirety of the spectrum you know people coming into the industry like myself who you know maybe have had a little bit of a rough childhood had problems with their their eating habits and you know these kind of things but then I also speak to people who come into the industry absolutely fine and because of the amount of pressure that they put themselves on there, which is important for me to say, you know, we, we talk about the industry putting pressure on people, but we are actually doing this to ourselves. I know certainly I did it to myself, but the pressure that they put them on, on themselves, thinking that they have to be a certain individual, they have to post X amount of times a day, they have to, you know, do all of these things, slowly develop, you know, mental health issues, you know, stress, anxiety, depression also to a certain extent you know a lot of the entrepreneurs live very lonely lives you know they they sit at home and work from a laptop um 10 hours a day and um, don't actually create any meaningful relationships it's just mainly likes and followers and you know that kind of appreciation so you know i think a lot of people have that developed as well um through through the their time in the industry and I think some of the people who come out of it just fine are actually those that are able to balance the importance of their home life and against business and you know taking time out for themselves and making sure that the business doesn't overrun them and that they're not so consumed with social media and that they forget about the present and real life does that make sense?
2: yeah absolutely and I think like I know for myself um I try and have I'm not one of these people who, who I have a social media free day or I'm, um, you know I don't have my phone after seven o'clock or whatever I don't do that but I do try and moderate it as much as possible and um like if I'm out of dinner with my partner or like you know we're, we're doing stuff together then my phone's just in my pocket it's it's there for, you know, if somebody needs me. It's not sort of... I'm not one who's kind of posting every two seconds on Instagram or um, posting, updating Facebook statuses and stuff all the time. Um, but and then when I'm on my own, I do I do, do that a lot more, probably because I'm bored. Um, but uh, I, I think it kind of balances things nicely for, for me yeah. personally. But and then I know everybody's slightly different and kind of everybody's balance is slightly different as well. Um,
0: mm. yeah. I, I, I just wanted to touch on, so you obviously... We're quite prominent in kind of saying how you or people themselves can obviously put pressure on themselves, which is obviously kind of really admirable to say. Albeit, I think I do think the fitness industry and the people in it need to also take responsibility for obviously the content they're putting out and obviously how that can then come across. Because obviously, like fitness, the, the fitness industry, nutrition, um mental health, all of the things interlinked to a certain extent, and it is obviously very, very nuanced. But I think a lot of people need to kind of maybe consider what they're putting out and the effect it could have on like a a wide range of spectrum of individuals. And Mm. I think that sometimes people don't necessarily think of how it might be. And I was going to just ask, the reason I kind of want to set it up like that and kind of give that context. So I wanted to ask, like, what are your thoughts on kind of, um, I suppose... The types of fitness content that obviously gets a lot of traction. So I'm kinda alluding or aiming at the naked pictures of women or, you know, like absolutely jacked, shredded, like Adonis style men, you know, that go out there, which I think I think it's clear and fair to say that is probably causing more comparison issues with people than than any good that it could possibly do in terms of motivation or inspiration or, you know, what people claim it to be. What are your, what are your thoughts on it?
3: Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think um, people do, you know, photo shoots or bikini pictures or um, just pictures in general in their absolute fucking best shape, you know, when they look like absolute goddesses. And then those pictures are reposted <laughs> throughout the... Um, fluffy season (laughs) and no one takes notice that all of a sudden there's a hamster face like mine is at the moment there's an extra couple of rolls you know there's some fluff and we sit there eating a donut and we certainly don't have you know rock hard abs whilst doing so and but it's kind of the picture that's getting um, out there that you can do all of these fantastic things like smash a pick and mix and and still look absolutely incredible but it's just not real life you know and i do think we have some responsibility to show the grace within that you know because yeah we have fantastic periods where we look absolutely amazing you know you did a shoot yourself but that's not 90% of your year you know 90% of your year you look like a normal fucking human being and you know and you just enjoy going to the gym a little bit you you know, you eat healthy most of the times and then you have some treats and the treats, you know, leave their marks sometimes. And I think we can actually show that as well, you know, that it's fantastic to take yourself to a level and see what you can do, but it's equally fantastic to live in a way that's just, you know, healthy. You know, I I put a post up the other day because someone at work came and told me that she was dieting not to have a heart attack not to get lean and i thought it was like the best fucking thing i've ever heard you know this little snippet of a girl didn't care one bit about her aesthetics but she really wanted to um, be healthier and i think that's a fantastic goal and you know when we when we help clients set goals set goals sometimes you know, it doesn't all have to be about inches and kilos. Sometimes um, other things matter more. Um, But I think you're right. I think we do have responsibility and I think sometimes we do feel that responsibility. Oh, I can't hear you now.
0: Sorry, Oh, there you go. It'd be helpful if I'd come off mute. Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, Ed kind of already half posed this question, I think, already, but do you kind of feel like maybe the pressure, the the stress caused by, like, the type of things you've talked about, the fitness industry, the, your own business, the MNU conference, I know, like, Ed's point around, obviously, kind of anxiety leading up to events like that, like, you're surrounded by such cool people, um, and that's just, obviously, the, like, the general... Um, demeanor I suppose of people, let alone you get there and some of the dudes are massive and shredded and some of the women yeah. like look outstanding and you're like, whoa. And it's so easy to feel like, Christ, I'm absolutely imposing here. Like you kind of get this imposter syndrome stuff. Do you think any of that all led up to your kind of like situation of anxiety and stuff or do you think Yeah, I
3: think I think um and you've known me for a while, so you've kind of seen both sides of me really. I think I've always Um, I've always struggled showing my softer side and being vulnerable and, um, you know, um, seeming human. You know, I've always been quite hard faced and hid behind, you know, an air of sarcasm and quick, quick responses. And I think um, that's part of who I built as my persona online. Um, and, And that was all going well until it wasn't going well. Um, And I think it's a struggle to keep up with that persona when actually you have a lot of emotions and you have a lot of things going on and you do, you know, need an outlet for that. And so, I, you know, in terms of me personally, I think it just got to a breaking point where there was a discorrelation between the persona that I had built and the persona that I actually am. Um, And something had to give, you know, and at some point, you know, I had to just let down some of those barriers and go, actually, maybe, sure, maybe people will actually like me if I'm just human. (laughs) And not, not, not this person that's got everything fucking under control all the time, not this person who's got an answer for everyone, for everything, you know, the body is on point, business is on point, everything is on point, maybe it's okay. For people to see that everything is not on point, you know, and and unfortunately I had to go through what I had to go through for for me to realise that. But sometimes it honestly takes that much for us to open our eyes and go, who are we fucking kidding? Shereen, like why are we playing pretend when we can just show exactly who we are and some people like you said in the beginning, some people are gonna love us, some people are gonna hate us. And that's okay too. You know, I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea, um, who I was and who I actually am. So the people the person people see me as now, um, but that's okay because I can't be anyone else and not have massive bouts of anxiety. Um, so I choose to do things differently now.
2: Um, kind of jumping back, just the. A- Few minutes to what Brett was saying about um, people on online and they're uh, posting photos of themselves and and all that. And, um, do you see? And I know this is a conversation we've had uh, previously and like kind of amongst ourselves. And I, w- I won't mention any names, but um, we've kind of noticed people who talk about mental health issues and everything, and or you know you should love yourself and and you should. Um, like kind of explaining things and stuff like that but and then are posting photos of themselves in next to nothing with everything hanging out and you can see what they've had for lunch and and you, yeah uh, you can tell what the breath like the their cup size is and because they're just literally wearing nothing but and then they're there talking about body image issues and stuff um to me that's that's not helping anybody um what 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 do you think on that kind of thing
3: um i think first of all i i think i I've got a couple of names pinging around in my head so I kind of know where you're going with it. Um, I think second of all, I think the problem is that that person or that individual may actually suffer from severe body dysmorphia and we're not just, we're not actually aware of that, you know, and a lot of people in the industry now are pretty shredded or like, what the normal everyday Jane would look at going, you are in insane shape. And that person thinks that they are chubby. You know, the problem then is when they put, portray their view of chubby as this is my bad side. And everyone looking is looking at it thinking that is completely unattainable. There's a disconnection there, isn't there, between what's realistic and what's actually a good body image. So I think the individuals probably aren't trying to harm anyone, but I get what you're saying is that it probably doesn't help um a lot of people that already have goals that are completely unattainable and and not healthy probably a lot of the times. Um and yeah, I don't know. I do feel I do feel bad for these people as well because they, they themselves have their, you know, mental health struggles in terms of their body image and not loving themselves in their own skin and, you know, eating a little bit unhealthy and then doing hours and hours of cardio. And we don't see that, you know, we don't see all of the, you know, makeup cardio that they do for that little bit of enjoyment that they've had because they feel like they have to look like that all the time. and. But I see what you're saying, you know, I think, you know, selfies doesn't always correlate with, you know, the mental health message that we're trying to bring.
2: Yeah, yeah, sometimes I think maybe they could use a better picture to, uh... oh, wait, I think it's it's catching attention, isn't it, you know, if if I yeah. want to get loads of likes on Instagram, I'll just post an old ad photo, it gets loads of likes, um, but... <laughs> is life about likes no uh but interesting what you're saying about kind of somebody's thoughts on their worst image of themselves and they think by posting that they're helping other people uh where actually that's like actually unattainable for some people because that's still too far uh, yeah. obviously you can't please everybody with that you're not you're never gonna um you, like ourselves you know and what body condition we're in, whether we're shredded or whether we're kind of, you know, as we normally yeah. sit, you're never yeah. going to uh, make a 30-stone overweight person feel better about themselves, are you? Because, you know, that's an extreme yeah. what have you. But I, I posted on, on our Triple Um page of the other day, and it was a it was a photo of me and my partner on holiday, and I said, look, you know, my mates are dieted for this holiday. I haven't. This is the first time I've ever been kind of happy with not dieting for a holiday. Um, I, I don't feel as though I, I look... As good as I've ever looked, but I feel pretty happy within my And and I was there thinking, you know, I feel a bit soft and a bit a bit pudgy. Um, but and then I kind of like looked at it through other people's eyes when it started to get a few comments saying, "Oh, you both look great." Um, and I was like, "Oh, you know what? Well, actually, in in the grand scheme of things, compared to probably ninety-five percent of the world or whatever, you know, I'm in pretty, in pretty good condition." Even though you know there's there's no abs there's you know just yeah, yeah that's just how I sit most of the most of the time of the year unless I'm doing something like a photo shoot but um, but yeah so I kind of I, I get that what you're saying about the when you see yourself in your worst condition that, that's quite often what people strive for and that would be their best ever condition so yeah, yeah and
3: I think um, I think it's it's hard like you said it's hard to please everyone and you know we we have to accept as well that. You know, as long as someone is happy with the way that they look, then that's all that matters. You know, and if they want to share that, um, equally if they want to share and they're not happy, then that's okay. There's always going to be some people that's going like, what are you talking about? You look insane. You look Mm -hmm. amazing. But not realizing as well that those words could potentially make that person feel crap as well. So it's all about, are we then being overly sensitive to everyone's feelings or should we just be okay to share whatever we fancy sharing, wh- whatever we're feeling, and not censoring ourselves, trying to, you know, please the world and trying to, you know, be mindful of the sensitive Sally's out there who's always going to have a fucking problem with whatever we post. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, one, well, it's one of those, isn't it? You know, you there's always going to be someone who thinks that you're a joke and, you know... Quite frankly, whatever,
2: you know? It's Johnny's favourite rant um, about how oversensitive people are. Um, he loves his wife, he... like, doesn't he? <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, and I think, do you, well, how fine is the line between people being, they just need to man up a little bit, they need to take something on the chin a little bit, they need to just sort of swallow it down and kind of get on with things. What is there a fine line between that and then having like anxiety, body dysmorphia and and all that. Like obviously it's a sliding scale. It's not a black and white. Uh, um, I suppose it's finding that, that line with a lot of people and it's so hard to find where that line is with people. But do you think a lot of people who I know we said at the start about um, uh, people not thinking they have anxiety and people thinking they've got depression, but really, they just kind of need to man up a little bit and kind of get on with things. Um, where was this going? Um, <laughs> it's it, it kind of—I uh, can't remember where I was going. I was gonna uh, ask the
0: same. Where are you going with this?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, had a point, I had a point, and then I kind of went off on a little bit. I, I, uh, I, just, uh, I would maybe yeah. like
0: to add. What do you think, maybe Ed? Um, the point you made around people—should people censor themselves, Lou? Like my opinion is kind of. I don't think people should censor themselves, but I do think they have a responsibility yeah. to still be authentic. I, mm. I think if if you're if as long as you're being authentic, I, I think for the yeah. most part there isn't any need yeah. to censor yourself.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But a lot of people are being authentic to the persona they've created, not necessarily to themselves. Um,
0: yeah, maybe that's the the bit where that then loses its. Um, yes. Yeah. And and you
3: know that yourself. You know sometimes when we go to these fitness or nutrition events, we meet someone and their persona, the person that they are, um, just doesn't correlate with what you thought they were going to be. Hundred percent. So there's like a massive. You're like, who is this person? That is not who I've been speaking to or communicating with online. Yeah. And it's a massive shock.
0: No, 100%. Like Even this past conference, there there were people that I spent a reasonable amount of time with over the day where they were very different in real life than what I'd maybe perceived based on yeah. just following them on on Instagram or whatever. Um, in a, in a, probably a good way rather than a bad way, as in like they're probably not quite the same type of persona or individual that I thought.
3: So, yeah.
0: No, I completely get your point there. Yeah.
3: Um, I think we missed Ed's point. I wasn't quite... The, he didn't, know, he didn't have a He didn't know what it was.
2: <laughs> I, I had a point, but it's gone, and I've not thought about it again. So we'll just leave it there. Oh, we'll we'll treat it as a we'll treat it as a rant and not a point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, taken. It's normally <laughs> with the rants. Oh dear. Do you, do you, do. You, Lou, do you think like women are generally more affected by, um, are kind of more focused specifically on the fitness industry than anxiety in general? But do you really think women are more affected, or do you think it's kind of men more effective or, or kind of the same just basically pre- the pressure of the fitness industry and you know in its or in its guys
3: i feel like you know without being too sexist i do feel like speaking to people that guys tend to be more affected and um, they they definitely have this idea that they need to look like you know jamie alderton all the time or you know you know that they have to have rock hard abs because women we do get abs but not to the same extent so we can get away with a little bit more fluff you know <laughs> if we're not in our knickers and bra all the time then you know we can still show off a solid physique whereas with the guys they feel like that they have to constantly look a certain way to attract the social media audience um, That's, you know, you know, they want and then on the flip side, if they also go to these events that you and I go to, they then feel like that they have to look like that at the events as well. So you've got people fucking prepping, (laughs) prepping for fitness events, which is just an insanity altogether. Um, And then when the free course, you know, meal comes out, everyone loses their shit and they're stealing each other's bread rolls.
0: (laughs) <laughs>
3: <laughs> that just...
0: was on our table just because Mike's a greedy bastard. Mike gets the name everyone's bread. I was like, honestly. You should
3: have seen the look on people's face when I didn't finish my dessert. It was like, as if as if there was something seriously wrong with me. Why didn't you bring it to me? That was fabulous. I did. I brought it to the table behind me. Uh, I was like, have my dessert. It was like people <laughs> never had dessert before. It was mental. <laughs>
2: it's because they've but been no, think, six months for it that's why Well, so. that's
3: that's what I mean so like they go out and they go on an absolute binge of everything and that's my point exactly so you know with going to these events it is quite interesting in um, how many people struggle themselves so you know it's it is easy enough to teach others what we know but how much do we work ourselves on what we know you know you know <laughs>
2: I think we no, can tie nice. this really well into uh, popular culture, television, and we'll talk about everybody's favorite topic, Love Island. Uh, <laughs> getting a strong <laughs> finger from, uh, so from Brett. So excited wouldn't be the,
0: wouldn't be the first time he have got a strong the finger done. from Brett.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, what goes on in the hotel room stays in the hotel room. <laughs> um, so, like the the, the so. Um, I love reading the absolute bullshit stories on the, like the sun, uh, Snapchat thing. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, for Love Island, right? Because they You've brilliant. gone too
3: far. Uh, okay.
2: no, 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 Because they're brilliant and they give me content to talk about, like, what I'm going to do. Um, and they were saying that, uh, I think, Brett, have you stopped recording? <laughs> no. Um <laughs> uh, it's right. Um, so the, uh, the Amanda, uh, is that Amanda? Yeah. Um they said that she'd had a bum lift for the show to make her stand out more. Right. A hair makes her stand out enough. You know, she's got cool hair. Um, and then uh, it's pretty obvious a couple, of them, a couple of them have had boob jobs, whether it's for the show, whether it was prior, I'm not too sure, but anyway. Um, and then all the guys have all gone in with some sort of abs apart from Curtis. Um, but all the guys have gone in with some sort of abs, whether it's natural to them or not. Um, and then you're looking at them like now a week in, and they've all softened up loads because they're not on that kind of strict diet. But it's ridiculous that the fact that the show has made them um, diet down. Uh, it's more obvious with the lads and the girls. Not saying the girls are you know out of shape or anything, but it's just more obvious because abs are more prominent. And like you said, um, but it, it's crazy that the the show are making them do this, um, which is then causing the knock on effect of all these people thinking right well that's how I've got to look to be on that show that's how I've got to look to um, attract someone like that attract somebody yeah yeah oh well the girl's good looking and he's good looking so I've got to look like that so I've got to pluck my eyebrows and I've got to shave my legs and I've got to get abs and I've got to jump on juice and, and all this and it's like well well, no, no, because there's the other, you know, 99.99998% of the population that doesn't do all that shit and has very attractive partners and, and are very, very happy. And how many of them are happy and how many of them actually stick with the dingbats that they partnered up with? Um, yeah. Oh, and man. that's a
3: good point. There's exactly where you measure happiness, you know, in terms of versus where you measure aesthetics because, you know, when we're talking to clients or we're talking to people, whatever, and they set an aesthetic goal, is that goal actually going to make you happy? You know, that is the point exactly. Or are we also going to focus on other things that could potentially make you happy? Or is it just about the the rock hard apps, which is probably going to last for about two weeks
1: yeah. and then you're going to yeah.
3: have something to eat and then that's going to go away. But you know, you you'll have pictures lasting you for a year and um, but I do think television and media has um, a lot of responsibility as well in setting the scene of, you know, what is an acceptable standard um, of how to look. And the same goes for filters and, you know, all of these things. We're just constantly, we're constantly censoring our lives and filtering who we are to fit into a mold for people to like and, and follow and to share and at some point, some offenses offer, authenticity? authenticity,
2: I'm
3: foreign. I'm going to play the foreign card. <laughs> you know, at some point, that's going to have to play in and that's going to have to be the new standard. You know, I'll, I'll, some of the favorite people that I follow on Instagram are just so authentic and so ridiculously themselves that it's just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And, you know, I'd love to see more of that love to see more of that
2: i think it's a really good point around perceived happiness and how you measure happiness um because you ask anybody who like we've all dieted to a fair degree of leanness and um uh, and uh, clients as well that we've done like clients compete or clients do photo shoots ask how many of them were generally happy when they were absolutely peeled um, when they were miserable tired hungry cold um didn't have enough energy to walk up the stairs to feed the kids to have sex to to do all these things are they yeah. really happy there just because they've got a great photo on instagram or are they yeah. really happy now sat a little bit fluffy but having great relationships going out for food enjoying time with kids um you know getting up to all sorts of naughtiness um i think i know where i'm happier and i'm sure uh, <laughs> I'm sure everybody else can agree. Maybe not Brett. Brett's looking at me, um, thinking, Name. "I've that's just, thought,
0: I've forgotten what that's like." I'm <laughs> married with one it. child and another one in in about six weeks, so
2: you can probably yeah, remember right, last
0: yeah.
3: last time that happened.
2: But <laughs> <laughs> you may as well be shredded. Diet quick. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you just need to be shredded, man. Maybe that's it. Uh, you will have to wait another nine months.
2: Nah, you're right. I'll give that a
0: miss <laughs> Um so just just to kind of bring this together or round off a bit, so what what was kind of like the main thing you think helped you to kind of start to get back on track and to kind of bring you where you are now?
3: I think um when it all co- culminated for me and um, and things went a little bit tits up, I think the first thing that came into my mind was that um right, that's it, the ego is going the pride is going, everything, I'm just going to let go of everything because I thought thought the most important thing to me is my physical and my mental health. And if my mental health is suffering because I am so scared of being human, then that's just not good enough because that's not how I'm going to live. So obviously I just, you know, I, I told work, I told my family, I told all my friends and I asked for help from so many people, and I'm not one to ask for help, but I ask everyone for help. Um, and I think one of the first things I did was cognitive behavioral therapy, um, which you can get free of charge through NHS, and that was amazing. It really opened my mind and m- made me question why I do things and the way that I think and um, take my thoughts to court, basically. Um, another thing is just meditation yoga started doing that which in the beginning is weird as fuck you're just sitting there and you're thinking am I doing it yet am I am I am I (laughs) sen but you it gets really good if you stick with it and loads of walking I think the most important thing is that you know how we talked in the beginning about creating stories and constantly thinking about yesterday or tomorrow and these kind of things I got very good and I'm getting even better at catching myself doing that you know, when I start creating a story, I just catch myself and I will literally say things to myself like planning, thinking, um, ruminating, you know, daydreaming. I will say the words out loud to catch myself in whatever I'm doing and just bring myself back to the moment. Um, And that's helped me a lot just to not be so all over the place. Um, But other than that, man, time, you know, you have to, if you do struggle with mental health you have to allow yourself to go through it and um, and to take whatever time it needs to take I mean oh my god I'm what seven eight months in uh, and I'm only just starting to be back at work full time and um, and I think the best thing I did for myself was just say it's it's gonna take whatever time it'll take you know business will stop studying stop to an extent and um, Work stopped, everything else just stopped. Um, and I had to just be okay with that. And I think that's that's the main thing, you know, for people that aren't willing to, you know, work on it because then, you know, they're scared of stopping everything. What's a year of your life? You know, it's nothing. A year of trading, a year of your life to work on these things in the grand scheme of things is a small price to pay.
0: No, oh, for sure, for sure. No, that that makes total sense. Um, that's been brilliant. Um, it's been awesome talking about all that. Um, it's been fun. Before you go, though, we obviously, for the listeners anyway, you might not know this, but we obviously like to ask a few non-topic slash nutrition-based questions. Fun. Just, just for the funsies. So, <laughs> I've got a few prepared here that I would like to yeah. ask.
2: Gonna ask oh god! That really rude, dirty
0: one really. Probably not going to ask the last one. Um, Good. I might because I, I don't think it's appropriate for a for a young lady to have to put herself through answering that type of question. So I think I'll, <laughs> I'll Maybe off air. Maybe off air. But um, what, so, Lou, what is your favourite Danish pastry?
3: Oh, it's called. Oh, how do I say it? It's it's not actually a pastry. It's called. Flødebolle. A what? Okay. <laughs> Flødebolle. And it's kind of like a tea cake, but it's not a tea cake. It's like, if you're ever in London, go into Ole and Stein, which is a Danish bakery, yeah.
0: know it.
3: and ask them for Flødebolle.
0: There's one okay. right, blue. there's a, there's a Ole and Steen in Bloomberg right near, where I often meet Mr. Morgan. So, uh, oh, God. Maybe, maybe Don't split tell... up. Oh, maybe I'll take him there. It's just off uh, Cannon Street or that sort of way, Lombard Street. So maybe next time I'm in London I'll meet him there.
3: It's the sexiest place on earth.
0: They do great Honestly. cinnamon buns, don't they?
3: Yeah, cinnamon buns. And also, if you're in there, get yourself some tree locks. Okay. They're like, oh, just say tree locks. Sorry. It's amazing. I was, uh, I was hoping you
0: were just going to say like custard or like custard pastry or something. But.
3: I'm not big on custard. You know, I'm really, I'm really big on like cinnamon rolls. Okay. Cinnamon rolls are just amazing. But custard is like, it's, that's a weird thing, really.
0: Isn't okay. It? Well, I like custard, but yeah. Um, all right. Let's on. top. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, ba- bacon
3: or sausage? Oh, Bacon. But called? not any bacon. Dame pack. Let's Let's get it right. You know, it's rashes, it's smoked, and it's crispy.
0: And it's dame pack.
3: And it's dame pack. It's not all this shitty back bacon that's essentially English bacon, right? It's just ham. It's just a hamstick. It's, it's, a ham steak. it's
1: the
2: so point better nice than that. any bacon anywhere else in the world. Go to America, and all they give you is like the, the stuff that like, spot on top of a yeah. turkey. Um, yeah, and that's that is crap bacon. Yeah. It's all uh, fat, no meat. You want some meat?
3: No, you need you need. I'm not even going to argue the toast with you. It is always crispy, it's always rashes, and it's always smoked. If it's not that, it's not bacon. You're killing yourself.
2: Okay, we invented bacon, to we're right. Did we? I don't know. I always said the Danes did, to be fair. <laughs> we,
3: are, we are yeah. the authority. Do you know uh, that there are more pigs in Denmark than there are people?
2: <laughs> and Sometimes they're hard to distinguish who's who.
3: All right, give it all. I'm still oh, here. Way. I'm still in the
0: room.
2: Brutal. Um, okay. We'll
3: uh, you guys, after the show, will you?
0: Next, next one Peter or Casper? Oh, she froze. Is, it, is me? Have I froze? Is Lou froze? No,
2: you're here. You're here. She's not.
0: Maybe that question was so devastatingly tough to choose but
2: she's she, she just she's just decided. Left. What what was the question? I kind of missed
3: it. I'm back in. I don't oh, know what about. happened.
0: Just froze. Um, the quick. We'll we'll cut about. Um, Peter or Casper?
3: Peter. It's Michael.
0: Yeah. Okay.
3: Definitely. That that is essentially the only time Denmark didn't suck at sports. We had Michael and we had the Laudrops, and that is the glory days that we're going to live on for the rest of our lives. All right, Brian or,
0: Brian or Michael?
3: Oh, Brian. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Yeah, controversial, I think. Yeah, I think um, so. But are. essentially, he was fitter, so. <laughs>
0: Uh, you mean physically, yeah? As in he could run around yes. run around more.
3: Obviously. Because obviously
0: we're not going to base it on aesthetics now.
3: No, obviously I wouldn't do that.
0: He's
3: no. well rounded individual and I like that. But
0: they, they were basically the only three Danish questions that I could think of. So. Well,
3: they weren't rude at all. They were like so. Um, no, th-
0: no, there's more, but and they and uh, they're not necessarily rude. But I just meant I was just trying to think as many things related to Denmark as I could, and I basically came up with Danish pastries, bacon, uh, and two footballers. So.
3: that's all we've got. <laughs> um,
0: okay, non non Dane or Den, uh, Danish questions? If I can speak, pizza or Go pasta? Hey, pizza or pasta? Oh,
3: uh, pasta.
0: Okay, any type?
3: Mm, no. no. I mm. like all pasta I i don't discriminate on pasta I just eat it all okay. all the carbs
0: favourite burger joint oh <sighs> fuck yeah. off Johnny. fuck off
3: do you know what I, do, I really don't want to say this because it's highly calorific but I'm going to say it anyways I'm really partial to TGI Fridays but they just make some really dirty burgers
0: yeah TGI's alright but I wouldn't go there for a burger But
3: would you not What what's your favourite then
0: Oh, Bleecker Street. Without a doubt.
3: Never been. Never been.
0: So they they're obviously only I'd say obviously, sorry, not isn't obvious. They're only around London. So if you oh, next time So you're, London you're,
3: pretentious.
0: Yeah. Well it is a it's, it's a bit it's a hipster place, but it's yeah. Well hipsterish. But um they are just the they just do everything to like it, it's very basic, but it's perfect. So Ah.
3: Oh, I'm gonna have to remember
0: that. Yeah, Bleecker Street or I mean it's tons in London, you know. There's tons of, of good ones. So all you got is look on my feed, you'll find a few decent joints if you uh, if you want to. But.
3: yeah, I mean I'm in Stoke on Trent. There is not that many. There's no, nowhere we, to be We don't right? have like a massive selection of burger joints.
2: Yeah. There's literally nowhere to be in Stoke. It is That's the worst true. place for food and restaurants. Well, tell me where though. Okay, not there's a thing.
3: there is this little um I love this little coffee shop that does amazing food food. It's called On the Square. And it's right next to um, what's it called? The Sandwich Club. Amazing food.
2: Where in Hamley.
3: Yeah. Okay. So you know when you when you walk up from Tesco up towards Henley.
2: Yeah.
3: And um, just by the theater, there is the Sandwich Club, which is new Sandwich Club, which is decent. Oh. But right next to it, there's like this little independent coffee shop, and they've even got like board games and stuff. You could, there's like Monopoly and things. But they make the most amazing food and it's called on the square.
2: Okay. Best, I'll try that. Best
3: food. Yeah. I think
2: so. I was gonna say for for evening meals there is nowhere that's not like a Nando's or TGI Jar Friday's.
3: No, it's it is very um chainy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's poor. Look, it's look how annoyed Johnny yeah. looks. Johnny looks really
0: annoyed with this conversation. I know he
3: look, He's like, I'm so over this, and he's barely said words. Is it because he's worried about his accent? It is, isn't
0: well, it? I like my accent. Johnny's not worried about his accent. No,
1: we are. Really. About no one understood that. <laughs> I, was, sort of, I didn't. I wasn't thinking about it really. I was just staring at the screen. I think burgers, gl- really.
0: Are you just glad you've never been to stake.
1: I've never been stopped, no, never. Yeah, but he
2: lives in Port Toilet, though,
3: so...
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, right. But there's a five guys within 10 hours of me. Shut up.
0: <laughs> um, best food or most appropriate food... No, let's go with best food to build a house from.
3: Best food to build a house from. Um, oh, my God. Mm.
1: i got to this.
3: Mm. Steak.
1: Steak. Mm, okay,
0: good. Good shout. Why not? Mm. You'd have to overcook it though to make sure it is like But that's
3: what I mean, then if you overcook it, it'll get like all hard and stuff, won't it? And then that that should be a solid foundation.
0: And you won't eat Also that. it's
3: not like in perfect pieces, so I think I've nailed that question. Okay. Nailed it.
1: Could have said gingerbread. In the bowl for about six hours. You try to get that off. That is a solid foundation. Mm. We to in the bowl for six hours and you have not washed.
0: Yeah. Oh God! To be fair, Johnny, you are right. You could use wheaty as the cement, without a doubt. That'd be amazing. Oh, wheaty
3: Weetabix. Weetabix that was a good shout. Yeah. Should have
0: thought about that. Because once you basically have to leave it to soak for about sixty-two weeks if you had it, don't yeah. clean it straight away, because it obviously sticks that bad.
3: But, yeah. I wonder if oats would have just been better, because you can mould it any way you want. It'd
0: be hard to do it in a house, though, wouldn't it? Yeah,
3: Unless maybe. It a
0: house mould. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe thinking this too much. <laughs> um, what is the uh, this This is a big question what is the best yeah. piece of advice you've ever been given
3: the best piece of advice I've ever been given is um, no one is coming to save you
0: no one is coming to save you mm. deep
3: okay. it is deep and um, it was It was. I think it was Jamie Alderson that put that up um, I think about four years ago And it was just after I started my own fitness journey, and I think I got to a place where I realized that actually if I wanted to change, um, I was actually going to have to do some work. It wasn't enough just talking about it, and it wasn't enough um, just, you know, I was always that person that would say all these things that you hear, you know, I'm big boned, (laughs) you know, and you know, all I have to do is look at cake, and I'll gain 10 pounds. And I said all of the things, but I never actually put an effort in. Um, And then he used to use Snapchat quite a lot, and he said that on one of his stories. And it just hit me hard that actually, do you know what, he's fucking right, no one's gonna do it for me. If I want something, I am actually gonna have to put in the work, or it's just not gonna happen. Um, so that was the best. It was a bit of a wake-up call, but the best piece of advice that I had, I think.
0: That's nice, good. Um, yeah. He- here is the the last question.
3: Go on.
0: It is a would-you-rather question.
3: Oh, God. Um, okay.
0: And it's to do with a horse. <laughs> <laughs> so um, would you oh, rather no. be a be attacked (laughs) (laughs) by a horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses?
3: Oh, do you know what? I think a hundred duck-sized horses, because I I feel like I could kick them off, whereas a horse-sized duck, that is some aggressive shit, because... When they get aggressive, they get really aggressive. Now imagine it's the size of a horse, and it's really fast as well. No, definitely. A hundred duck-sized horses. Do I'd you, be able to, like, kick them off.
0: Do you think kicking a horse, even though it's only the size of a duck, would be a particularly positive thing to do with your feet, given that horses are solid? If it's solid. attacking
3: me. If yeah, it's but, attacking me,
0: no. No, but I mean, I mean you might do yourself more damage.
3: Do you not think, though, if they're duck-sized, they're a little bit more fluffy than an actual solid horse?
0: Well, no, they are just literally a like very tiny scaled, horse. are not they? Yeah, so yeah. It'd, be, it'd be like kicking a pit bull.
3: Yeah, but have you seen my muscular. legs? Like, oh, I'm a yeah. bit fiesty for, you know, a tiny Scandinavian Viking. I can, I can kick a well, ball or a horse.
0: Well, let's hope you never have to find out.
3: Well, you never know, Brett. Never Maybe know. I do. And if I do, I will video it, and I'll send it to you, and I'll go, fucking told you so. Told you so. Look at me now.
0: That's the first time someone has said they're going to video if it happens. So, um, no, I hope I, I almost kind of hope it does now to see what happens.
3: Everything for the gram, right? <laughs>
0: exactly. That's exactly what we've been saying. Um, no, I just want to say big thank you. That was awesome. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah hope Hopefully some people can really relate to, obviously, like the... Obviously, your journey and the, and the stories, obviously, that you've told, and, and hopefully take away some of the information and, and help themselves, um, or even reach out. You know, if people are obviously feeling yeah. in certain certain ways. Reach out, to obviously, to well, to anybody really. But I'm sure you won't mind if they, they reach out to you.
3: No, of course not.
0: Do you, Do you want to um, shout out any social medias? What you bang on nutrition on Instagram? Is that yeah, right?
3: bang on nutrition, both on Instagram and on Facebook as well.
0: Okay, Um, we'll obviously make sure it's in the show notes and stuff. Gracias. Um, And if there's anything else uh, you want to leave people with? I
3: I think I'll just thank you guys for having me on. I think it is an important topic. Um, I think it's one that needed to be had, and um, I'm happy that you wanted to use your platform for it. Yeah, so thank you.
0: Thank you for coming on. Thank you very much. Well, yeah. Yep. Thank you. We have nothing more to say, but to leave you there then. Thank you. All right, speak to you soon. See you. Soon.
3: See ya.
2: Bye. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.